Let's imagine the not-too-distant future. You feel more in control of your photos than you ever have before. You look forward to the regular creative dates on your calendar. You're moving forward on that project that means so much to you. You are on fire with inspiration, and you are finally scrapbooking consistently. This is not a hypothetical, it's a real-life possibility. And for the first time, I've created a workshop specifically focused on the problem of consistency. It's called Sparked, and I'm excited to share it with you for free. Visit simplescrapper.com sparked to get access to the training and make this possibility your reality. I think you just have to make yourself happy. Just don't worry about what everyone else is doing. Don't worry about, I have to get this done for a certain whatever. Just make yourself happy and let yourself do what you do. Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way, the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilson, owner of Simple Scrapper and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode 36. In this episode, I'm joined by Shadney Breeden, Simple Scrapper's featured artist for October, for another installment of the My Way series. We already celebrate our featured artists on our website and in each edition of Spark, our member magazine. But I'm excited to start kicking off each month with an interview on the podcast as well. Later in October, you'll also learn from Morgan Beale, who was our featured artist for September. We're also excited that October is finishing month here at Simple Scrapper. October 17th through 23rd is our next session of Refresh, our member retreat. The October retreat will feature seven days of curated activities around this month's theme of finishing. Plus, I'll be hosting four open crop times during the retreat so you can get to know your fellow participants and get things done in the process. And if you still need support for finishing by the end of the month, when you join us inside of the membership, you'll also get self-paced access to my class, The Finishing Project. You can learn more about membership and join us at simplescrapper.com slash membership. And now let's dive into my conversation with our October featured artist, Shadney Breeden. Hey, Shadney, how are you today? Good, how are you? I am fantastic. I am so looking forward to you being our featured artist at Simple Scrapper. And this is going to be a fun conversation where we dig into your process, what you're loving, and how you stay you know, excited to create. Um, October is finishing month at Simple Scrapper, and we will share a few little tips and tricks later on on that particular topic. But okay. first off, could you just introduce yourself and just share a little bit about you? Yes, I am Shadney. I'm from Oklahoma City. Um, I'm married for almost 10 years now, and we have a wonderful little three-year-old girl. She is crazy and full of energy and keeps me busy. So um, I'm just overall a general crafter. I like a little bit of everything, but scrapbooking is kind of my ultimate go-to what I love to come back to. So yeah, I saw some photos recently of like quilting projects you're starting. <laughs> yes, I'm working on a quilt for my brothers getting married in a couple of weeks. So I have Ooh. a queen size quilt that's 
nowhere near done <laughs> for them. <laughs> Fun. Yeah. No, I, I've done a few quilting projects over the years and I miss, and it was back in the day when there weren't these like beautiful kind of modern designs. <laughs> it was very yeah. traditional and I'd love to get back into that someday. It's I've been really inspired by it lately. Everyone's got such fun ones, especially the Halloween stuff that's coming out. It's so fun. That'd be really cool. Yeah. It's too many crafts, so little time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Same. <laughs> so one of the things we always do in the podcast is sharing one or two things that's exciting us right now. So one thing that's exciting me, and this is kind of crazy, is that I've Frankensteined my Erin Condren planner. I had bought the vertical weekly planner for 2019, 2020, thinking this is going to be, you know, my awesome planner for this year. And I was, I was really into the hype when everything was launching for, you know, the mid year. And I don't like it at all. I hated it actually. Oh. <laughs> this is the type that has the columns for the week with three boxes in each column. And I thought that I would be able to make that work because I think very, <clears throat> excuse me, I think very categorically about what I need to do in a given week, like things for Simple Scrapper, things for home, things for Girl Scouts. But that very vertical format for a given day just didn't lend well to that. Even though I was trying to use like washi tape and stickers to organize it, it just didn't work for me. So I actually took out all those pages from my planner and I took two previous years of Aaron Condren planners and found all the lined pages that I could rustle up and I put them in there and I basically made a glorified spiral notebook that has month tabs. Perfect. And then I switched to a digital calendar for my months and I can coordinate that with my husband better. But it's it feels almost silly because I really could have just used a spiral notebook, but I wanted to make use of at least part of these planners that I'd purchased. So yeah. I, it, it wasn't that hard to uncoil it and recoil it. Um, my recoiling wasn't perfect, but it works for me and I'm going to use that for this year or at least until I find some magical planner that I don't think exists that would be perfect for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, see, that's when you need to just design your own and build a whole thing, and then everyone will love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe someday. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I've I've never found a style that I feel like was absolutely perfect, and maybe it's just because I think people are all so different in how they think about what they want in a day, a week, or a month. Well, and even like your own style changes, and you need something different. Like constantly. So, oh, certainly. I mean, there are some days where I then grab another piece of paper or a sticky note and I write, okay, what do I have to actually do today? Because I can't, I don't want to look at that list of here's what I need to get done this week. It's just too big. I want a smaller list. And so, some sort of hybrid of those two would be really helpful for me, like a left page that has like, you know, a top three per day and then a right page that was just lined that where I could mm -hmm. write all of these these big lists on there. That'd be fun. But I've never really seen that. So have you tried like a bullet journal? Maybe I did. I have, and I don't like the flipping. I don't like having the index thing and flipping back and forth. Oh, gotcha. Like yeah. I want one page just going to be open for that week. Like, yeah. I almost never close my planner. It's just always open to that week. And then next week I flip it to a new page and make a new list. Yeah. So I think that's the only reason the bullet journal doesn't really work for me. Yeah. 
All right. Enough about me. What is exciting you right now in scrapbooking? Um, right now, I have recently started a... I'm going back through all my daughter's Halloweens and making little 4x4 four four albums. And I've never worked on 4x4. Four four. It's kind of challenging <laughs> just to get everything that little. But it's kind of fun. It's just... I don't know, making use of something that I've never tried before and getting all those memories in one spot. Now, are you, you've mentioned Halloween twice now. So I'm curious, do you like, are yeah. you super into Halloween? Um, a little bit, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's, I love, my daughter especially loves like pumpkins and skeletons and witches. And so we're like being super into Halloween now. <laughs> Very cute. I love it. I've definitely have become more into Halloween. My daughter's now eight this year. <laughs> she's trying to convince me to dress up too. And I'm thinking about maybe, I don't know. But <laughs> she wants to like be a ghost family? cat and have me be like Aww. ghost cat's mom or something. I don't know. But <laughs> Well, I look forward to seeing pictures of that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, the four I did a four by four. Oh gosh, it was actually two years ago now. It's so uh, crazy that that's even possible. It was two years ago, and it was and it was with the little We Are Memory Keepers four by four album. And it it's mm-hmm. it's it is a little hard. You have to be very precise. <laughs> I did yeah. a lot of full page photos, and then I did like anything else on a separate page. Yeah, that's kind of where what I'm at right now. I have some little uh, four by four divided, or two by two, I guess. So there's four pictures on one little page. Ooh, I've never uh, done that. I have some of those, but I've not yeah. done that yet. They're very small. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'm doing a lot of just putting a bunch of pictures in there, and then doing one big page where I just decorate it all out. That's so. cute. Yeah. You know, I wish there was more in the six by six size because I've done so many six yeah. by six mini books over the years and mm-hmm. there just there aren't the products to really support that right now. Yeah, it's nice because you can just use like the little six by six pads or cut down the 12 by 12. But yes, exactly. All the, <laughs> all the things are so oversized now, which I mean, I love I I like bigger. I like the tinier whatever. Like I love all of it, but. everything's so big that you can't do it smaller. (laughs) Well, I've been glad to see that there are increasing number of manufacturers doing the six by eight pads instead of six by six, because that does lend well to doing a six by eight album, which that's my current favorite album size. But I've always had such fun with six by six. And it's just so surprising to see that there's, you know, I can't even think off the top of my head of a place where you can buy a six by six album right now. Yeah, um, Hobby Lobby has some, but they're not the like the binder ones. Where, oh, they're like postbound. Like, yeah, and those aren't easy to use at all. So <laughs> no, you really have to like finish everything first and then stick it in the album. Yeah, no, and no one has time for that. <laughs> That's for sure. All right, let's dig into this week's interview. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got started scrapbooking? It sounds like you're just crafty by nature, but what's yeah. been your evolution there? Um, I started an album in sixth grade. Uh, We did a bunch of, at my school growing up, our sixth graders, they treat them kind of like seniors. So you had all these cool sixth grade things and you graduated and it was a whole thing. So we, I started a scrapbook with all my sixth grade stuff in sixth grade. So it was very bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
and then I've just on and off since then I've just gone I'll I'll do scrapbooking for like a year and then I'll take six months off or I'll do it for six months and then I'll take a year off and so I have a little bit here and there throughout for the last 17 years (laughs) that's amazing yeah it's kind of crazy but um it's always fun and exciting when I come back to it so and well, I, and I think I, that, that there, there's something to be said, and, and I think that's it's perfect that you are sharing that example on this podcast. There's something to be said about following the natural evolution in life, whether that's within uh-huh. within a year or between years. You're going to have times of the year that have more space and energy for this, and you're going to have years that are going to have more space and energy, depending on what's going on. <laughs> Yes. And we could beat ourselves up maybe a little bit too much that there is that ebb and flow. It doesn't mean you're not a scrapbooker. It doesn't mean you're not supposed to be listening to scrapbooking podcasts like this one. You're just waiting for that next time in which you have everything kind of comes together and you don't always have to feel like you have to force it. Like, yes, we want you to keep creating and definitely put a little bit of pressure behind yourself. But if it's weighing you down, that's only creating a new barrier rather than creating motivation. Well, and it's going to be something you dread. You don't want to do it if you're going to be miserable. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So you mentioned that, you know, you said your pages back 17 years ago were quote unquote bad. I'm sure they were. I'm sure they were very on trend for the time. How has your hobby and the types of scrapbooking you're doing changed in that 17 years? Um, It's obviously as everyone (laughs) has, it's much more modern, um, much more like design directed. Mm -hmm. And I am kind of a huge fan of Chamel, so everything's like more. I just like to add more and more and more to everything. <laughs> so um, that's where I'm at right now. Doing a lot, especially with my daughter, a lot more photo and story driven. Um, and then with all the amazing products right now, I do have a lot of like, I need to use this on something. So a lot of pages like that. Well, and I think if you're that, like your style is more and more, that's what's, that's the part of it that's fun for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you said that you're very into Chamel and you like more. So I'm assuming your style is maybe kind of more layered. You know, layered. how would you describe your style? Um, I, I just say eclectic overall, just because I like a little bit of everything. Um, it's very hard for me to do simplistic, but every once in a while I get a really cool one done. Um, but mostly it's layered and more or like pieced together to make something kind of intricate. I like using weird like techniques and I don't know. I like to have something interesting on every page. What's an example of a weird technique? Um, like, I mean, it's not weird. It's just not the norm um and i mean it is more the norm now i guess but like embroidery on a page Ooh, um, okay yeah i want to do i especially because i'm quilting so much more now um i want to do a page with like a really intricate quilt block on, as the background and then build off of it so it's like all fabric with like a cardstock backing um, nice just stuff like that um i'm trying to do more Pulling, pulling things that normally aren't scrapbooking into my scrapbook pages. Now, so. I mean, there's going to be the question of like, are you concerned about like the acid safeness of what you're doing, and and how do you? What's your perspective on that? Um, I generally just don't really. I'm not worried about it. 
-hmm. Just because honestly, nowadays, so many manufacturers and with everything coming from China, usually um, you can't control that acidity and like the linen and all that that's in the paper and the products anyways. So I feel like no matter what we put in it, even if it's all the scrapbook product, it's still not really going to be truly acid free. And we have everything so digitalized as well. Like those photos are still going to be preserved either way. So I'm not, I think that's my general perspective too, is that my, you know, my Lightroom catalog and all my photos, that's really the, the originals. That's my core thing that I want to make sure is protected. That's backed up. And the scrapbooking is, is both for me and for my daughter. But I know that, there's always a risk there in anything that you do. There's a risk there could be some sort of, you know, natural disaster. Um, exactly. You know, we, we both live in places that have tornadoes. So <laughs> you never know what, what's going to happen to your physical scrapbooks. So, exactly. Well, and I feel like it's, it's more about what makes me happy right now anyways. It's getting that creativity out onto a page anyways. So as long as it's doing that for me, I'm not really worried about the future. I think that's a really healthy perspective that there is this so much nourishment that we get from that creative process and helps us, you know, survive in the world, be better moms and friends and wives and all of that. So, yeah, my husband, go ahead. I was just gonna say my husband, if I have a really bad day or anything, he's like, you need some craft time. Why don't you go do that, please? (laughs) I love that. Sounds like a good guy. (laughs) Yeah. So you describe your style as kind of eclectic. Do you have any advice for others that are still trying to define their own style? And maybe how how did you get to to really identifying what worked for you? Um, I just really do what I like and try not to like go after what everyone else is doing. Just do what makes you happy. If you like just a couple things on a page and like it really simple, do that. If you want to put more and more and more and that's what like makes your heart happy just do that um I just say eclectic because that's like the easiest way to describe I like everything (laughs) so I don't know there's a certain degree of like you have to find where where there's a little bit of flow for you like what feels like swimming upstream and what doesn't And I know for me, even though my brand is Simple Scrapper, Simple for me is actually not a kind of clean geometric design because that can sometimes stress me out. I do those pages some of the time, but I'm more of a, let's throw a few layers on the side of a page and and then do some journaling and make it a little bit more abstract because that the imperfection in that feels more relaxing to me than trying to get it very, you know, symmetric and aligned and and everything perfect. So. Yes, I definitely hear that same. (laughs) (coughs) Mm. All right. So how do you stay motivated to create? You're interested in everything. You kind of love lots of different crafts. How do you stay motivated to come back to the table? And you said over the years you've had this ebb and flow. What's what's the thing that gets you to jump back in? Um, For one, the story, like especially, like I said before, my daughter, Mm -hmm. I want to preserve all those memories because I know I'm not going to always remember everything, like all these silly things she said or done. So I want to get that written down. Um, but in general, just bouncing between different crafts, I think I see different things that it's like, Oh, I could incorporate that into scrapbooking. And then 
it'll get me back into it. So, um, just keeping the steady line of inspiration. And I know a lot of people say, don't look at like with other crafting things, they'll say, don't, don't follow people who do the same thing you do. Cause then you're going to copy them. Mm-hmm. Well, in scrapbooking, thankfully it's a little different and everyone is kind of okay. If you kind of copy them a little bit to some degree with the, I mean, within reason and giving credit, but it's just that keeping that steady line of inspiration. And then eventually you'll see something you're like, Oh, I have to do something. Cause that's amazing. And she did this so well. I need to do something like this. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think and like an extending off of that is knowing, okay, these are the people, these are the, the environments that I find really inspiring. And then maybe these are the ones where I don't continue to find inspiration or it's bringing me down or I start getting into weird comparison mode. And depending yeah. on where you are, whether that's like Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest or even, you know, traditional magazines, like some of those are going to fill you up more than others. And it's important to pay attention because you want to make sure that you are staying filled up in a positive way. Exactly. Well, and I follow so many different varieties of crafting kind of people mm-hmm. and shops, like small shops and stuff that you get a different inspiration rather than just following scrapbookers. Oh, for sure. You, you see different techniques or different styles. And so that's kind of cool, too. Well, I love, I love seeing like, particularly with like the planners and, and the, whatever craft is hot right now and you're seeing in Michael's, like that's obviously what younger people are going to be introduced to. And I'm always trying to find these connections between, okay, what's, what's the thing right now and how can we get them into scrapbooking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make like, everybody a scrapbooker. <laughs> what is the gateway and how can we help them understand you can't, even though you're taking a million photos and then, you know, you're sending them in Snapchat and they're disappearing, how can you save your photos so that the next time you get a new phone, you don't lose everything? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, all right, <laughs> switching gears here. Um, October <laughs> is finishing month of Simple Scrapper. What tips and tricks do you have to make sure that your projects get finished? Um, this one's hard because I'm really bad at this. <laughs> um, I A lot of my projects tend to have deadlines or they're gifts, like my brother's quilt that's coming up. Mm-hmm. So they kind of had their own natural deadline. And then I work better kind of under pressure. I'm a procrastinator, so... <laughs> I work better under pressure, but when it's my own like scrapbook project, it's a little more difficult because you just, it's just for you. So you just do it when you feel drawn to it more than anything. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I don't really have any really good tips other than setting deadlines. Well, I think that's good. I think like (laughs) gift projects often will create momentum. Like if you like, let's say you're going to do a gift album for somebody and this time of the year, we're all thinking about that as we approach the holiday season. But that those, especially like if it's like a photo book, that doesn't take a ton of time, but it's going to give you momentum that then you could ride to then jumping back into one of your personal projects. Mm -hmm. And then I'm wondering if you ever use any kind of like, online accountability to make progress, whether that's like participating in a challenge or like you're in a Facebook group or something like that, that, that has helped you move forward. Um, honestly, 
Okay, so I've started a YouTube channel and I've been doing process videos. There you go. That's some accountability you set for yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's a little more, it makes me a little more accountable, but I've done, like I signed up for 30 days a list this month mm-hmm. and I've not done a single list. <laughs> so <laughs> sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> well, so. and I think that, yeah, there, I mean, I, I'm hoping that there, you're a good example for our audience here that we're all, we all have aspects in which we're good at finishing and aspects in which we're not. We have projects from possibly even years ago that we wish we would have finished but haven't. And yeah. you got to set priorities. You have to try new things, figure out what what kind of accountability types do help you and which ones like, oh, you know, that was great. I paid for that, but it still didn't get me to, to do the, the do the 30 days of lists or that gym membership yeah. didn't get me to go to the gym, even though I was paying for it. So we have to yeah. figure out what works for us. Yeah. Okay. So. What about your hobby right now? What... What are you loving, particularly right now? What are the formats and sizes that you're creating in? Um, my general, like overall, I do 12 by 12. And I like that. I like the size. I like having that much space to just make it pretty. And I tend to do like a four by six or smaller photo or like a bunch of little photos like together as one mm-hmm. and decorate the rest of the page. Um, but I also like maybe six months ago did an eight by eight album for a gift for somebody. Well, it turned into two albums, but (laughs) it grew, but, um, I really liked that size. It was a little different. It was easier and harder at times because it was more challenging, but you could get, cause you couldn't do as much on a page, Mm -hmm. but it came together faster. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then. Like I said earlier, I'm working on some four by four albums. So those are kind of fun too. I like those. Um, I have, I haven't done travelers before, but I want to do like a Thursday three, all about me kind of travelers notebook. I just haven't sat down and started. That would be a so, fun project. Yeah, yeah. Do you think you would create directly in the notebook or you create pages outside of it and then put them in? Um, Probably, probably create directly in the notebook, but adding different um, decorative paper, like pattern paper over. Sure. Yeah. Very cool. I have not, I've only dabbled a little bit um, in that size. And it was actually for like a a trip we took to Paris in 2001. (laughs) And I've worked (laughs) on it a little bit here and there over time, but I've not finished it yet. And it's been fun. I feel like it does require some like, restraint and feeling like I'm in a good creative mood to not screw it up. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I kind of figured that would be one that it was more for me and for my daughter in the future to see what my life is like. Mm -hmm. Cause I mean, I would love to have that kind of information on my mom. Yeah. So I, I figure it's more, it's an easier, more laid back. Like it's not for everybody else. Like nobody else has to see this. It doesn't have to be posted online. It's just like, just do it. Just write it down. <laughs> I love that perspective. I think that like those of us who are creating with the purpose of sharing online, that does add a certain degree of pressure sometimes in how we yeah. approach things. What kind of, quality expectation we have of ourselves 
And it, yeah. it adds a whole new barrier that, that anyone who doesn't share online doesn't have. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I've learned, um, like, I love using yellow, but yellow doesn't photograph well. Like, it looks kind of dirty, usually. Mm-hmm. So I kind of don't use it as much, which makes me sad because it's one of my favorites. But so because it doesn't photograph well, so it looks weird online. So I don't know. I can see that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm always thinking about the the lighting of things and oh, I yeah. need to take this picture in this other room that has better lighting and I get it. So <laughs> <laughs> crazy scrapbooker world problems, I guess. Yeah. Like not really a problem, but it's yeah. Something same. you end up thinking about anyway. It does take energy and it does it's one more thing to add to that. So Yeah. So what about your creative process? When you begin a page, is it with a photo, a story, a product, or sometimes it could be any of those? Um, it's it's a good mix, honestly. Um, like I said earlier, like sometimes I'll just see something online that's not even a scrapbooking related project and it'll inspire something completely different in my scrapbook pages. Um, like I have something... I have a page in my head that I've not gotten out yet, but I want to do a big embroidered rainbow and I can't wrap my head around it yet, but eventually I will do that. But it was something completely different that wasn't scrapbooking related. Um, And then like last week I did a page all about the story about my daughter and my husband when we went and did like this family fun day that I just needed to get the story down because it was so funny and cute. Mm -hmm. So it just, it varies. And sometimes it's pictures and, you know, it's just whatever is inspiring at that time. I love that. And like, I think sometimes there's people usually trend one way or the other, or they maybe even be suppressing some of their inclinations to do something because they think they need to start a page a certain way. Or mm-hmm. they they feel like, you know, we talk a lot about story and yes, story is important. But if story doesn't motivate you, it could be what you bring in once you start the page. Yeah. Well, and then you can build off of it. Exactly. Easily. Yeah. So yeah. what products are you loving right now? Where do you like to shop? What's like what's on your desk? What are you playing with? Um, right now, my favorite thing, this sounds weird, but I, with our tax return money this year, I got a nice printer and it has changed my scrapbooking completely. Um, cause I've, I've never been able to print my photos at home. Mm-hmm. So I would just always bulk order four by six. And then I had to use, I had to use those photos. I didn't have a choice and I didn't have time to go print a very specific photo in a specific size or whatever. So that has really changed everything because I can do tiny photos. I can do like the oversized photos or eight by tens or anything, or I can manipulate photos online and do a grid and print them all as one. Love it. Yes. Now having a printer at home has definitely changed my scrapbooking too. I know our audience is going to want to know what printer did you get? Um, I got the Canon um, Pix- Pixma. Yeah. It's the IX6820. All right. We will. Oh. And I also picked that one because you can get the counterfeit ink online for so cheap. Nice. And last forever. So. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, we will definitely include that link in the show notes. Yes. Um, yeah, I... 
there really is something to be said. If you if you're a four by six scrapbooker, then there's lots of options for you. You can do you know your local print shop. You can do mail order. You can just mm-hmm. get that stack of photos and then start creating. But if you are you find it fun to do the two by twos and three by fours and you want to have that flexibility, then having a printer at home really does make a difference. Yeah. And well, and then now I also have the option to do digital kits and print at home. Yeah. So that opens up a lot too. Well, I think there's this, I mean, there's this perception that it costs more and if you're only talking about like a single four by six print, it might, but I think for me, there's a lot less waste because if I'm going to bulk order photos, I'm going to pick a whole bunch and maybe yeah. I won't end up scrapbooking all of those. Well, yeah. I, I have boxes and boxes of photos that I've never even looked at because it's, it's not inspiring. It's not exciting me. So I just don't. And it's kind of overwhelming to sift through all of them. And then I have to go back and try to figure out when this photo was even taken to get a date. So it's, it's overwhelming. I would much rather have the printer. <laughs> yeah. And I always like, I, to me, it's the rule now that if I'm printing something, it's, I'm going to scrap that right away. I do not advance yeah. print because I know it's just going to get buried somewhere. Yeah. And that's what I do. I've been like, Oh, I need to make this page with this story or this product. And this photo is perfect. So I'll print that right now. Mm-hmm. And, leave it with all my on my desk with all my stuff so how do you keep your or- your photos organized so that you can print them so on demand I don't <laughs> I have every photo I've ever taken of my daughter on my phone okay <laughs> which is probably not the best way to do it <laughs> um but I don't I've just never gone through and tried to organize any of it I need to go through and just like back up to a drive on the computer or something just yes, so you do. safe <laughs> <laughs> but I just haven't um I one time I tried to download a bunch of pictures from my phone to the computer and it deleted all of them so they were gone so I just don't anymore it just scares me (laughs) okay well i will say you know since you're going to be hanging out with us at simple scrapper next month uh, and for (laughs) the next few months as your featured artist spot um we have lots of tools and resources on this we have a whole class and a very welcoming community that will help you make sure that you can get your photos off your phone with no uh worries so okay (laughs) we want to make sure those photos of your daughter are safe and sound yes no and pressure. <laughs> <laughs> what about your supplies? What what do you do with those? Um, I've got a little bit of everything. I um I have like a little cart with drawers mm-hmm. and I keep thickers in the top drawer. They're kind of overflowing. Um <laughs> and then I've got um some other products underneath, and then the top of that cart has it's just open so I can put 12 by 12 paper in it. So I've got all my 12 by 12 open sheet paper standing up because I can sift through it easily. Oh, nice. Uh, I would love that. Yeah. It's, I, it makes it a lot easier because I never know what I want and I just have to dig through everything. Um, I'm not like a, I don't like, I would love to use a kit, but I know that there's going to be something better. I've got to find it. <laughs> so I've got to dig through everything that I own for every page. That's how my brain works. Uh, <laughs> so do you so, kind of like pre-shop before you sit down and create or are you shopping along the way? 
Like um, quote unquote shopping, I mean like going through your stash. Um, I will do both. I will pre go through and like, okay, this, this and this and this go really well. I love this. This makes me happy. It goes with the photo or the story or the design I'm trying to bring about. And then once I'm going, then I'll go through and pull out other, okay, well, I need something here. So I'll pull out other embellishments along the way. Mm-hmm. So I'll usually pull out um, at least my background paper and a couple of colors for layers and my thickers at the beginning. So, and then other than that, I can go through and kind of shop as I go. I like that. And I think that there's something to be said for knowing how you like to pull everything together. And then it sounds like embellishments, that's a whole other layer. So yeah. you're taking your photos and your, your cardstock and pattern paper and, and maybe probably your title, because that's why you're pulling out your thickers and saying, yes. okay, what's the core layout here? And then everything else is going to be these these other layers that I, especially if you're Chamel-like, you're tucking in behind yeah. and adding in and, and um, just keep building on your page. Yeah. So everything for me is kind of stored with like items. So like all my like six by 12 sticker sheets are together. All my chipboard is together. All my die cuts are together. And then I kind of sift through as I go. I try to keep everything in its original packing somewhat just because I like to know where it's coming from. And it keeps it a little more organized for me mentally because I know certain collections I can go to that and I know it's going to have this color scheme or whatever. And I don't have to really dig because I've, t- I've tried the whole dump all your die cuts in a bowl, and that is overwhelming for me. So, But um, for the most part, everything's kind of stored with like items. I agree that having all the die cuts together is super overwhelming. I have them yes. as little tiny collections in these little teeny tiny little plastic baggies that are meant for embroidery mm-hmm. floss. And so I can like oh. flip through like one collection at a time. Like, oh, I want those little banner things or those little heart things. Because um, yeah. if I had them all in a bowl, I would lose my mind because I know I would have that one little yellow thing and I'm going to ser- sit there and search for it for an hour. <laughs> exactly. And you're never going to find it. So yeah. <laughs> you as well move on. But yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you, what was I going to say? Um, you said before that you're not so into kits because you're always wanting to find the perfect thing. Yes. Um, does that mean that you mostly shop for like supplies individually? And where do you like to shop? Um, I'm a big Tuesday morning person. Oh. I love so, um, I like, like once a month, once every two months, I'll go and just see what they have. And I used to be really bad about anything that I saw I had to buy, which is awful. Cause I mean, you're never going to use all of it. So I'm trying lately to be very intentional about what I buy. I only buy things I love and I know I will use, um, and then if there's new collections and I just have to have parts of it, like I, I will almost never buy an entire collection of anything mm-hmm. because it doesn't, I'm not ever going to use all of it and it doesn't all make me happy. So, well, there's um, always like weird three dimensional embellish. Like for me, I, I'm not yeah. like the, the thinner the embellishment, the better for me. And there's always weird three dimensional things. And I'm like, I'm never going to use a tassel on my page or, or that yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm really, I've mentioned thickers. I love thickers. So if like, I will always find cute thickers I will buy. Um, I like enamel dots and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I'll buy those. Um, 
and I love chipboards. So I will almost, I have like any chipboard I will buy. Um, and then paper wise, if I buy a single sheet paper, it's because I love it and I already either have an idea or I know I can use it in the future. Um, other than that, I'll buy, um, like 12 by 12 pads at Tuesday morning for super cheap. I think they're usually like six ninety nine, mm-hmm. and then use those for backgrounds that are getting covered up or whatever. So just because then you get a more of a variety and sometimes it's stuff that you wouldn't normally buy, but once you use it, you'll love it. So, but once those start getting down to where you don't really like the backgrounds, anymore then you let that paper go and then you bring in new stuff so <laughs> you know it's, it's so. funny is about tuesday morning is that we've had one for as long as i've lived here but i didn't i didn't quite realize how much scrapbook supplies they had i assumed it was going to be like tj maxx where they have like a tiny little corner with you know yeah. a few little things of embellishments maybe a pad of pattern paper and then it's like all the stationery and other other non-scrapbooking stuff no yeah. in my store it's like one giant row and it's both sides of the row yeah i was so surprised it's it's a lot of fun to set because if you go regularly, a lot of times you'll see the same things over and over. But when you like kind of dig for a little bit, you find really cool stuff that you've not seen or that even sometimes that other people haven't posted online. Mm-hmm. Um, I follow the Tuesday morning haul hashtag on Instagram. So I usually see everything. And then if I wait about four weeks, then go to my store. I can usually find it. <laughs> so Nice. Uh, I'm going to have so to check out that hashtag. We will put that in the show notes as well. Because okay. um, I'm not like, I don't usually like check it out and then go like, it's almost probably a bad can of worms to open because I think I'm going to get inspired to go shopping. <laughs> I know it's it's kind of bad, but it's, then you get all excited and you get new product and then you're inspired to create some more. So yeah. Well, <laughs> there there's the fun of the hunt too. Um, yeah. Particularly if it's something like, I know I've gone there and I've, repurchase things that I had in the past that I used up. And I was like so excited to find like, it was often like a, a thicker sheet. That's like the words. Cause I use those for titles yeah. all the time. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to buy like two of these so that I can still have that word like shine. It's like, it's a Heidi swap one or whatever. Um, yeah. or an Amy tan. Like I love the ones that are words in really big. Cause then I don't have to confine individual letters. I can just put the whole word on there and call that my title. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. And then if you find something you really love, then you can buy multiples and it yeah. you don't feel like you're not spending nearly as much if you would have bought it brand new. It is such a good deal. I bought another one of those four by four albums because I had done the one two years ago and this was probably almost mm-hmm. a year ago now. Um, so I bought another one of, of little four by fours and I'm, I'm excited to work in that size again. And it was, it was amazingly discounted off the full price. Yeah. Uh, several years ago, I bought a couple four by four albums there, and I think they were like two ninety nine or three ninety nine. It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what about your ideas? You talked about kind of how you get inspired. Do you do anything to save or store ideas for things you want to create? Um, I'm a little bit all over the place. I utilize a lot of Pinterest, um, but then I also will take screenshots of if it's a very specific layout or um, like a product, like the way, like those 
up close images where you see how they use a specific product in a certain way. Um, stuff like that I'll screenshot, or if it's like a quote that I want to use, I'll screenshot that and then I'll print it as like a contact sheet. So you get like 12 photos on one page and then I have a binder that I save all those. So if I'm really stuck and can't think of how to progress forward on a page, I'll flip through there and like kind of get inspired that way. Nice. And then you don't get stuck on your phone for another hour. Trying <laughs> to <find> <laughs> That's always a good so, plan. Yeah. And then I also, I mean, I, I like making notes and stuff. So I'll have like sticky notes tucked in weird places. Sometimes that I'll find weird ideas that I don't even remember what it means anymore. <laughs> so, well, you mentioned earlier about that one of the reasons you're continuing to stay motivated is that you want to be able to capture like these these cute and funny things that are happening with your daughter. And in the moment, you mm-hmm. think, oh, I'll never forget that. And then it's like a couple months later, like, oh, gosh, I'm so glad that I wrote that down because I would have yeah. never remembered it. And I'm really starting to appreciate as as time goes on, you know, my daughter just turned eight, that I need to continue to write a lot of things down, whether or mm-hmm. not I ever scrapbook that story. I need just the memory documented somewhere so that I have that to go back to because the older I get and the older she gets, the more my memory, all the memories get muddled together. And so you can have a place to just keep little notes or even email notes to yourself of this thing that happened. That's really important. Well, and I do have like, um, on my notes app on my phone, I have one that just says India stories. My daughter's name is India. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I just go through and I'll write a date and then write whatever it is that she said. And I've gone through and looked at that and don't remember half of the things that she said. So I'm glad I wrote it down. Yeah. So. No, and there's like, there's no like right or perfect place to do it. Like do it in your notes app, send an email to yourself, put it in Trello, whatever yeah. it is that you use or put it in the back of your planner. Um, just where you can capture that um, always is really handy to go back to. And I also did the same thing with my social media posts. And my mm-hmm. husband is very good about, posting stuff immediately on Facebook as well. And so that's been helpful to go back to see what he posted so I can remember the context. And then you have the date and everything on there too, which is nice. That's handy. Yeah. So let's kind of wrapping things up here. What's the biggest lesson that you've learned from your creative experience so far as a scrapbooker? I think you just have to make yourself happy. Like just don't worry about what everyone else is doing. Don't worry about, I have to get this done for a certain whatever. Just make yourself happy and let yourself do what you do. I mean, like, just create. Just, just create. <laughs> I don't know. No, I love that. I think that's. A, I think that's an important lesson. Is that if you're focusing on your your joy in the process, you're going mm-hmm. to be more productive and have a better experience than if you're constantly feeling like well I'm not doing this right or I'm not conforming or like yeah if you feel like there's another way you're supposed to be doing it that's that's probably not true there's there's your way and that's I mean that's why we call this podcast scrapbook your way is that you have to figure out what that is and then follow that and change it over time and experiment and really celebrate that it's going to change but that your way is the right way exactly it's perfect 
Well, Shadney, thank you so much. I'm so looking forward to having you in October as our featured artist at Simple Scrapper. Um, And for everyone listening, thank you so much for all the love you give to the podcast. And remember that you have permission to scrapbook your way. Thank you. Have a good day.